Welcome to the P2 Power Play Podcast. I'm your host, Kyle Wilson, alongside... Thiago Cucci. <laughs> and we back, back-to-back shows. Back-to-back. It's back crazy. Back. It's a busy week. Busy it's, week. It's an amazing week. So, guys, I'm with the glasses that you guys already know. You know. Blue machine glasses, please. Get Help the, us out. Get them for the tournament. Wear them inside. That's of what they're course. used for. few days. Yeah. Yeah. Two yeah. days away? Three? Three, four. <laughs> Coming close. Whenever you guys watch this, we, we might and say we, we were the champ. Or Do not. the auto traduction. Let's knock that out first. Auto, okay. So, si tú quieres mirar este show en español, mi español es difícil. Tú puedes cambiar en ajustes y poner auto traducción en español. Si você quiser assistir em português, você troca no ajuste e coloca em português. And if you want to watch in English, you don't need and to do Do either. French again, because we had French, French yesterday. No, yeah. I don't know. No, you know the French. No, I don't know. <laughs> so uh, today, another special show. We, we got microphones. We got double mics uh, again. And uh, we got two guys here, father and son. We got Vic and Kai Caban. Welcome Thank to you the for show. Coming. And actually, and actually, they're international guests. They're they're living in Switzerland right now, so it's they're not local. Opa. Not local. <laughs> so, this is so fancy. Yeah, yeah. And huh? let me let me introduce them a little bit. Uh, Vic is the director of sport, what we would call an athletic director at the International School of Basel, and nice. Kai plays for the FC Basel U15 now U16 academy team correct yeah, yeah. Nice. That was big amazing. time big time big can, time can he guest play for us oh guest play yeah <laughs> yeah that would be good he was maybe going to play in the futsal but it, it doesn't work out for the dates so oh, maybe yeah. next year though Maybe next year. Maybe maybe next next year. We'll, yeah. never, we'll never not rule it out. There you right? go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, <laughs> Might be uh, some FIFA rules we got to check yeah, out. Yeah, we'll <laughs> figure it out. We'll get there one way. So if you guys can maybe just like introduce yourself, what you've been up to, what you're doing, and let's go from there. Sure, yeah. Um, again, Vic Caban was born Victor. Chopping right. in half is Vic. I think we all know coaches like um, one-syllable names. Yeah. Yeah. Get the directions out quicker. Um, and as you mentioned, I'm the director of sport at the International School of Basel in Switzerland. Uh, this is our. We just finished our first school year there. Um, previous to that, uh, my wife and I both are international educators, and so we've been around the world several different places. Um, and so before Switzerland, we were in Shanghai for five years. Before that, we were in Costa Rica for Opa. two. Nice. Um, Beijing for three. Wow. Cairo, Egypt for two. You've been everywhere, oh literally. Yeah. And then yeah. uh, you know we started off here. Just actually, working with sports. Uh, teaching, education first. Nice. Um, I've always been a coach. I started off here at Cypress Creek High School. I'm actually a, a graduate of Cypress oh, nice. Creek High School. Um, yeah. Got my first teaching job there. Um, became the an administrator there for a while. And you went to Cypress Creek? Yeah, yeah. yeah the Bears. Yeah, baby. Media. yeah boy. Uh huh. The Bears. So, um, yeah, that's just basically the professional story um, along the way. You know, I've always been co coaching. I played baseball at the University of North Florida. Nice. Um, and so that's how I started off at Cypress Creek. Where are you born? Because you uh, travel the whole world. That's a longer story, yeah. So my dad was in the military. My dad was a, his U.S. Army retired. Nice. Um, so thanks to all the servicemen Thank and women the service. out there. Appreciate it. Um, I was born in Honolulu, Hawaii, actually. Oh, oh. my goodness. Um, <laughs> sounds lavish, but I can't tell you anything about it. <laughs> <laughs> Your passport is all, like, stamped with I'm on passport over. three, I think. Oh, I, my goodness. Yeah. Um, <laughs> So yeah, no, I spent time in Texas, in Miami, in Alaska, in Virginia growing up. So we moved every three to four years. Just, oh. the, just the normal thing when you're a military kid. My brother-in-law is also military. They are, and they used to live in Honolulu. That is a base right yep. there. So they used so, to live there. Yep. Uh, that is uh, 29 pounds. I don't know if you know that. I don't in know. California. Okay. 
They went to a lot of uh, every three years they got to move. Yeah, right? every three to four years. So that was my my childhood growing up. Um, my dad's Puerto Rican, my mom's Puerto Rican and Mexican, so Latinos, todos los que hablan español. Vamos, estamos juntos, vamos que vamos. vamos. Um, but yeah, that's that's I guess that's me in a nutshell and my upbringing and kind of where I've been, where we've been. Um, and you know we always come home in the summertime here to Florida, to yeah. visit family, friends, work with Kyle. You know, <laughs> get a little bit in there. There we go. So, yes. Go ahead, Kyle, what you got? Um, well, I started in Florida. That's where I was born. Um, and then from there, we've traveled everywhere. Um, Football-wise, I've taken a lot throughout all these moves and from all the countries. You get different styles of play, different cultural. Yeah. Like, you get a lot. Um, where where have you played? Well, I've, I started playing when I was around three, mm-hmm. and that was in... Egypt. Yeah, I forgot about that. Uh, yeah. <laughs> it's our son. <laughs> I forgot. Um, I don't remember much from Egypt. I was a really young age. Um, but I remember the earliest times playing was in Beijing. We had a match at the school, and I used to play for the club there. And he put to, my dad put together a video, mm. and it's called The Kylights. Opa. And it's just highlights <laughs> of me in that one game. <laughs> um, but, yeah, and so... From there, that's where my football career and passion started, um, and it's developed through all these adventures that I've had throughout my lifetime. Um, and I'd say the big, the first big experience for me, football-wise, would be in Costa Rica. Um, I fir- there was my first takeaway and nice. big, big thing football-wise. Um, physicality. Mm. I didn't know much about physicality. Um, and I actually used to think when I was in school and we'd play on the playground, I used to think it was bullying. I, I thought I was being bullied because of how physical they were being. I'd get, I'd get shoved, I'd get hit against the fence. And for me, I was thinking, yo, this is like, I'm getting bullied. Um, but later to realize that it's just the style of play. Just the game. It's just the game. I was going to smack see. <laughs> yeah. see, that was good. They were there, yeah. Success, we got a ring. <laughs> First no one. for here. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe it was the record. Was <laughs> but it's interesting talking about that because – we deal with this type of situation all the time here because okay. parents say, oh, you know, it's it's too aggressive, it's bullying or some circumstance of it. So it's interesting that you're saying that because yeah. people need to understand that's that's the game. Yeah. That's it's any sport really is gonna be like that. So it's Yeah, yeah, I think I think you have to trust the coaches at that point, right? Yeah. To understand I think as coaches and professionals you have to trust our professional judgment yeah. to what is bullying and what is just a part of the game. Mm-hmm. Um and it's just a reality, right? Yeah. So yeah. Uh, yeah, as, as parents, at first we were concerned. Sure. But then you get to see the style of, you know, when you start to go watch Saprisa or Heredia in Costa Rica, which are the two big teams, right. or La Liga, um, you see that the style of play at the men's top division is super physical. Yeah. And so they're just emulating what they're seeing yeah. Yeah. on the TV or mm-hmm. at the stadiums when they're watching. Yeah. And so, yeah, every country has its own thing. Yeah. So well, why you sto- uh, you start with soccer? Um, well, <laughs> I don't actually know. It wasn't like I was watching TV one day and I was like, oh, let me try that sport. Um, from what I've been told is that I've just always had a thing for kicking a ball around the house. I'd just dribble Destroying and Destroying some things. Yeah. He was good. He used to, he would go outside <laughs> at least, right? Yeah. No, yeah. Um, uh, l- let me ask you something. You, 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 I mean, you were in Egypt, all over yep. the world. Yep. Which country? You, you like the most? Like, which one you recommend us to visit? Oh, okay, yeah, that, 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 I'm, I'm glad you clarified because 
the first question was a little wide open. So to visit, to visit. visit. if you're going to be yeah. a tourist and spend money to plan a yeah, vacation. I'm going to ask you to visit because I love USA. I love this country here. I would never move, probably. Yeah. But I mean, to visit to, you know, with the family. With the family. You got hmm. one trip. Wow. I mean, yeah, you put me go on the big spot. Or go home. Okay. He, he's okay. remember all the parties. Okay, so can be general. <laughs> well, to leave or I don't remember a lot of the parties. That's all fuzzy, <laughs> that part of the, of the trip. Um, yeah, I don't know. It's tough. It depends. Like, there's several factors. I'm going to give you a couple answers. Yeah. So, on this side of the world, probably the most memorable trip we've taken as a family was to Guatemala. Okay. Different. Uh, like. It was just amazing. We flew from Costa Rica. Nice. Um, just the natural beauty that exists in Guatemala. It's. It's very affordable in Guatemala, um, but yeah, the lakes and the volcanoes and these hidden valleys with turquoise waters, like, wow, I've never seen anything like that before. Um, so that was a great trip here. And again, thinking of a family, I think economical too, right? You got to feed yeah. three, four, five mouths. You got hotels to yeah. pay for. So Guatemala is a, a beautiful place to be, probably under the radar. Pro people probably a little bit scared of Central America, but there's nothing to be afraid of, folks. Mm -hmm. um, you just kind of keep your nose clean, and you don't look for trouble. Trouble doesn't find you. It's pretty simple. I mean, I've been all over the world, right? Um, in Europe, this is going to probably be a shocker. Probably one of the best family trips we ever took in Europe was to Amsterdam. Super-duper family city. I know what you're thinking. I know what you're thinking. And the red light. No, I'm kidding. That is... Well, you can that, that's a part of it. That's can, part of the experience, <laughs> right? We were lucky enough that my mother came to visit at the same time, yeah. and so she watched the kids, mm -hmm. and so my wife and I got to go see that side of Amsterdam. Yeah, but but during the day, beautiful museums, beautiful. everybody rides yeah. bikes, beautiful parks, um, super. even the, the art galleries are super friendly for kids. There's, like, yeah. kid tours where they can do things that are fun and interactive. So that's great. My favorite city, London, probably in Europe, though, because there's so much to do. Whatever you want, you can find. Which one you didn't like, that way we save our time. Yeah. Mm, good question. Um, or you. You can answer that. Yeah. Well, I, I know to add on to his what I did like. Um, we, when we went to Slovenia, we did one trip oh. one time through a lot of Europe. Um, Slovenia is beautiful. Nice. Um, if you like adventure and being outside, outdoors, outdoors yeah. it's definitely the place to be. Nice. The lakes are beautiful. We did some... Paragliding, paragliding off running off the side of a mountain. Oh, yeah. oh, yeah. <laughs> and which one you didn't like it? Or just like least memorable. How about that? Least yeah. memorable. Yeah. You're going to make me dig in the memory. <laughs> least memorable. Um, no, they've all had something. I would say... They all have their, in, like, their own thing. Yeah. Everybody has, they it's all have hard. a thing. I was probably least... And maybe because they had high expectations with Paris. Mm. And I guess maybe because you see it so much in the movies, things kind of get so cliche sometimes. And when you get there, you're like, okay, I've seen it. Now, yeah. the Eiffel Tower, super impressive. Palace of Versailles, super impressive. But, like, I'm not about the cafe lifestyle. I'm not about <laughs> these other things. So and fancy. So, yeah, yeah, I'm very simple. It's very small, everything there. Yeah, the yeah. It's, it's nice. It's very nice. But yeah. I think it was, I guess, because you see so much of it that when you're there, you're like, oh, I knew that was there. Eh, I knew what that looked like mm. kind of thing. So I like, I like off the beaten path kind of yeah. stuff. Before you start with your technical question about soccer, there's one more interest question that I would like to know. Do you still find money from a different countries in your pocket sometimes? <laughs> <laughs> so have um, you ever got like a dollar, uh, not a dollar, but a different... Yeah, um, I remember one time in Costa Rica, some, some man at our school, he gave, me, he gave me some of his, like a piece of his money, and I don't even know what it was. And I was just like, all right, cool. 
And I remember finding it like two or three years later. I was like, oh, <laughs> wow. Like, I, I didn't even know. There, there's a bill right now on top of the dryer at my mom's house from a country I don't recognize. <laughs> and I don't know if it came out of Is my it? pants yeah. or hers. Or I don't know where it came from, yeah. but it's sitting there. So, yes, yeah. it happens. Sometimes I find a coin that like 10 years yeah. ago is yeah. coins. Really good. Yeah. Crazy. You just now I know what you're going to start with a technical <laughs> question. No, so, I, I mean, I want to start. That's it? We're, no, we're going to go to no. technical right away? Yeah. No, you, you need a break. That's yeah. what it is. Break. You need a break. <laughs> okay, okay. Break So, I, I do want to talk about just your role as an athletic director, you've been doing it for a while, but how did you actually get into it? Because you said you were a teacher first. Yep. So is that what you wanted to do or this kind of fell upon you? And how did you, you know, start traveling the world? And Multiple stories yeah. there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, so most athletic directors do start off as physical education teachers mm -hmm. um, and coaches. It's kind of the natural path, right? So you, you're with your sport of passion, you're coaching it, and when you're managing the non-strategic part of your team well, people recognize those kind of things, yeah. right? Um, and so, I mean, I think we've all been coaching in this sport long enough where you can recognize some leadership qualities in somebody and somebody has to take you under their wing and kind of mold you a little bit as you move along. Right. And so I was fortunate enough to have some good mentors along the way. Um, and then at Cypress Creek, my, th after my third year, I think, you know, they asked me to come to Dean of Students, uh, which is a big role for somebody who was, I think I was 24 years old when I took on that role. Right. You know, you got a high school of 36, 3,800 kids, and yeah. your main responsibility is discipline, yeah. which is not something that people like to take on because mm -hmm. you got to talk to parents, right? Yeah. And you've got to do these things. You have half hard conversations, and I'm less than a decade out of high school myself, and I'm having these hard conversations. So people recognize, I guess, some of those traits and qualities. Um, when we moved overseas, you want the story first? Yeah, hit it. So being a military kid, I, we talked about this already. Every three to four years, I was moving. We had been here at Cypress Creek and here in Orlando seven years, I think, at that point, which was the longest I'd ever been anywhere, yeah. right? Okay. And um, I looked at my wife one day, and I was like, we got to move. And she <laughs> was like, it up. Yeah. She's like, it was like a Saturday afternoon, random. And she's like, what do you mean? Mm -hmm. Like, you want to change houses? I'm like, no, 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 we need to, like, move. Mm. <laughs> she's like, okay. Because she's a Florida girl. She was born and raised in South Florida. And we talked about going out to the West Coast. Like, let's just go to Washington. We'd visited before. We liked it. It's outdoors. Mm -hmm. it's, you know, fresh air, clean space. We're, like, we're just going to move blind. We'll figure out jobs <laughs> when we get there. Uh. And I was looking up online. I tend to go down some rabbit holes occasionally online. I think like most of us do. And, um, you know, being a military kid, I knew there were Department of Defense schools. Right? And so I'm like, oh, I wonder how that works. So I looked it up. And that led me to another thing and another thing. And I found out that there's international schools that are not affiliated with any government in all the different countries of the world. I spit something out. I saw like some random listing for teachers in like Borneo or something. It was super random, random off yeah. the wall. Yeah. I was like, you want to go teach in Borneo? And she was in the kitchen. I remember it clearly. She goes, well, hell, if we're going to move six to eight hour flight away, it might as well be to another country and give people a reason to come visit. Yeah, there you go. And I turned and looked and I was like, what? Really? Yeah. So we looked. Um, I guess what people don't know is there's, Recruiting fairs that happen, at least in the States, there's three major recruiting fairs that happen. You go to one, you got to pay to go to it. Like there's a lot of upfront costs, right? But you go, if you're a certified teacher and you have experience and all these international schools have all their vacancies listed and posted. And so they're looking for matches basically. So if you're a PE teacher and they're looking for a PE teacher, have a conversation. It's like, it, it's like speed dating interview. Mm. It all happens really fast. And then they just offer you a contract. Um, we were lucky enough to have a couple contracts offered us to us that first go around. We chose Egypt, and basically the rest is history. Like once you're in the once you're in the circle, you know, 
you still go to a couple fairs early in your career, and then your network grows, and then it's just like basically picking up a picking up the phone or sending an email, and be like, hey, I see you guys have this available. We're a teaching couple. Here's what we got. If you're interested, let us know. And yeah, you become basically like free agents essentially. Nice. Yeah. yeah. So, got us to Egypt, um, and from there, I was the head of PE and the athletic director. Um, it was a brand new school, so we got to build it from the ground up. Um, was a school that when we got there had like a hundred kids, maybe. Very small. Yeah. Very small. Most international schools are small. Um, this one had a hundred kids. Within five years, they had like fifteen hundred kids, which is a big international school. Fifteen hundred kids is a very, very yeah. big international school. Um, and so, yeah, from there, you know, just different experiences. I guess my first big school, big full time, like elementary through high school athletic director role was in Costa Rica. Um, and so that was a great experience for me. And then once, like, once you, again, once you show you can do the job and you can do the work um, and you do it with passion and you do it with energy, yeah. um, people come knocking at that point. So we've been lucky. We've yeah. been lucky. Not lucky. You work a lot. <laughs> so we do work a lot. Lucky, lucky I, I keep saying, like, people talk about lucky for me. Oh, lucky, lucky, lucky. Lucky is winning on the lotto, mm. not playing. Yeah. Right. This is lucky. But you were there working, working, working. Yeah. So True. Touche. Yes. Yeah. Appreciate that. Lucky. I don't defend lucky. I know lucky. I mean, yeah. We've had people call us lucky guys and we're like, you don't even know what we do every single day to be lucky. Right. Yeah. Right. No, there's a great quote from my English teacher. It was, I was in 11th grade. I'll never forget it. Luck is, um, I'm sure you've seen it. Luck is simply preparation meeting opportunity. Yep. Yeah. Right. It's your quote. So I, I do want to continue on, on your side, at least for now. Yep. And, you know, we were training or I was training Kai the other day and we were talking about parents. So obviously, I'm sure you do with parents all the time. And, all the time. And first, I guess, do you have any crazy parent stories you can share with everybody and be like, hey, this is one of the craziest ones I had to deal with and don't think of a name, but situational maybe? Ooh, uh, you know what? I don't know that I've had like, I think I, I deal with it differently. Um, when, when I recognize that that parent has come into my office and they're <laughs> ready to go. They're, yeah, they, they you grab a phone. <laughs> no, nah, I basically just nip it in the butt right away. I was like, look, hold on. Before we start talking, I need you to. Calm down yeah. a little bit. I'm happy to sit here and listen to you. Yeah. I want to hear what's going on so that I can find a way to help you. And so I try to defuse the situation quick. real quick. Because yeah. I'm if, if I get in a shouting match with a parent, yeah. I'm going to lose yeah, of course. no matter what. Yeah. Even if I win my point, they're going to walk <laughs> away and that I was a jerk and that I talked to them in this manner. More pissed. And then I get more parents who are skeptical of me. And when they're skeptical, they don't buy into the program. And so we all lose at that point. Right, so I try to, right away. I try to diffuse it. Fun. So I don't know if I have a good like, yeah. like this is an example. Um, that is good. That's good. That's good. Yeah. Good feedback. I guess. I mean, you know what? I, I'll share this part. I don't know if this is quite where you're going with this, but um, I was brought into Costa Rica. Um, the director had a clear plan about what he wanted for the program, um, and I was brought in to do that. And it's not typically the way you would go about. You don't, usually you don't show up and start making change. Right. It's usually you go in, you kind of assess Adjust. the situation, kind of feel it out, and then make small changes. No, well, he wanted to change, like, overnight. Bang! And so I had his support. He's the, he's the top dog. I had the support of the board. And so they were like, this is what you're going to do. And I'm like, okay. And so I did it. And so I had a lot of angry parents. Um, and I remember early on, a mom came in, and she was like, I'm going to have you fired. <laughs> What a great news. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You're doing all this wrong, da da da, da and we're, we've, we're tired of it, and we're like in like week three of the school year. She's like, and we're going to have you fired. And I looked at her dead in the face, and I was like, I'll walk up there with you right now. 
<laughs> because if you have that kind of power and they do fire me, I'll thank you. Yeah, time for me to go. Because I'll have a job somewhere else in a different country where I'm really wanted, if that's the case. And I stood up and I said, let's go. And when she saw that I wasn't afraid of that, she actually became one of my biggest supporters before, <laughs> before the end of the semester. <laughs> so, so she didn't walk out with you? No, 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 no. She sat there. I called her bluff, I guess. Um, but, you know, super supporter after that. I think we understood each other. Again, tell me what the issue is. Let me give you my side. Let's understand each other. Yeah. Right? And let's do what's best for the kids that are involved, yep. not best for what the parents think is best for the kids. Mm. And so, yeah. Are you his coach? No. So have you ever did something with his coach as well? Like, have you ever tried to, to talk with his coach? To, uh, yeah, yeah, but I... I not I, in the bad... No, I always presume positive. Yeah. I, uh, coaches make decisions for a reason, yeah. and I respect that. Mm-hmm. Sometimes I just need to understand a little bit more. You've right? been in it, so... Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. I sit yeah. in that right. seat. I don't ever want anybody to feel what I have felt. Yeah. I, I know, right? And so I come in with wanting to understand, not wanting to change your decision. Playtime. Have you ever asked playtime for him? No, no, for him? No. Say, oh, he plays so well. He should play a little bit more. No, uh, never. I'm, I'm going to be humble, and that's <laughs> never been an issue. <laughs> Crazy. That's uh, never been an but issue. If, if it was an issue, and this is hypothetical, how would you deal with it? If he wasn't playing a lot, would yeah. you? how would you approach that, you know, looking at it from the other side? Yeah, go ahead. You got well, then for him, I feel like it, that's just a, a me thing. Like, mm. it would, it's clearly something I'm lacking if the coach is not putting me in for the time or seeing that I fit into the team. Ay, ay, ay. <laughs> but yeah. That's a great one right there. Yeah, I was hoping that was going to come out. Yeah. <laughs> that was not rehearsed, by the no, way. No, no, it was no, a no, dynamo no, drop no, in. Boom. Good job. Well done. Yeah, <laughs> but wh- why do you say that? Well, because clearly when you come into a team or you're in an existing team, the coach there has an idea of how he's going to want his team to play and how he wants to fundamentally build the team. And so if he sees in the moment that I am not ready to play a full 90 minutes or 50, even a half, if he doesn't see that, there's clearly something wrong on my part too. Um, And maybe I just don't fit into the team where that might be a thing I need to change a little bit. Maybe I'm like, okay, maybe I need to do this. And then that'll get me some more play time. So it just it it's just different things for different coaches. Um, but yeah. So when you when you first got to your club at FC Basel, how did you did you were you playing right away? A lot, little, and then how did you adjust? Well, we started off with the trials and that was a three day trial. And on Saturday, my third day of the trial was a game. And so they're like, Well, we have a game, we'll put you in for a half and see how you do. Actually, so it was a, it was an official match? What yeah. Okay. Uh, what they friendly, told us friendly, was, friendly. it was a friendly. Okay. What they told us was at the end of the three days we have a match. We'll see if we can get you ten or fifteen minutes. Mm-hmm. Cool. Yeah. And then yeah, so they put me in for a half. I came in within five minutes. I came in. I scored. Two minutes oh, later. Oh, two minutes later, I scored another one. Opa. Um, so yeah, and then from there, they ended up. I mean, they didn't even tell us. Like they they were. Just, they just told me when the date was to come in to train the next day. I was just like, okay. <laughs> They're like, come 9 o'clock. Okay, I'm there. I'll, I'm coming. Yeah. Um, and then after a couple couple weeks, they, they gave an email saying, you know, we'd like to have you on the team. So, Well, actually, they, they invited my wife and I, and they're like, you know, we'd like to – Talk to you oh, guys, nice. but it was like it was like he said. But you was working there already. Yeah, so oh. we work in Switzerland already. Um, like I said, it was a three day trial. They gave him the game at day three. They were like, "Hey, tomorrow's practice is at nine. 
Okay. Was, was not lucky. He scored a goal. Yeah. Scored two goals. <laughs> was not lucky. Scored two. Scored two. <laughs> yeah, no, no. So, like, they, they didn't tell us anything. Three turned into, like, five, and five turned into seven. And then, like, on day seven is when we got a message. Hey, come on. We want to we we talk to you guys face-to-face and officially now. Um, and that's when they offered him the, the official so roster h- spot. How, how did that work when they actually brought you in? They said, hey, let's have a conversation. Yeah. How, how does that work? Um, so, literally, it was an email. Uh, might have even been a WhatsApp. Um, basically, we want to officially talk to you. And again, nobody had said anything. They didn't say you weren't on the team. Don't come, you know, or you are on the team. He just kind of kept going, and they, nice. they said tomorrow's practice is at six. They said tomorrow's practice is at nine a.m. So, go, go. Yeah. go. <laughs> um, so we get there, and they bring us in a room, kind of like this. I mean, it's got a projector and a screen, and we're sitting there with the um, uh, the talent acquisition manager, um, and then we were sitting there with the academy director as well, um, and they just kind of talked to us about what they saw. Um, giving us more background, like the, the, the foundation principles of, of FC Basel, what they believe, how they believe players should play. Um, and then at the end, they were like, you know, let's get to this. We'd like to offer you a spot if you'd like to be on, if you accept it. Mm-hmm. You know, and of course. Can you sign a contract? Like no, no, there's no contracts. Contracts are when you get money involved. Um, so that's still a couple years away, I think, or a no, year. That, that starts this year in U16, okay. whoever they feel – Obviously, they want to keep in their program and keep developing. They'll ask for them to sign with the club. Are you prepared for this? You feel that you're going to make it? I'm not worried. There's a plan for everyone. So I I believe I have what it takes. That's up to them if they want it or not. So I, I can only do what I can do. You see, guys. You guys need to learn with him, huh? He's well, confident. I think, you know, when you talked about the trial and you had the game and you said, I came in three minutes, scored a goal. Right, I'm sure your dad will say the same thing. Performance at the end of the day is the most important. It doesn't matter how well you train. It doesn't matter how well you do it. You you have to perform if you want to get somewhere. Right? Absolutely. No, no, no absolutely. You've got to show something. Yeah. There's got to be something that is of value to the team mm-hmm. and the coach. It's a give and take, right? I need this. You need that, and yeah. we can together we can make yeah. that happen and then yeah. elevate it, right? So that was something that they t- talked to us about initially so before the trial we came in and we had like a like an interview basically and they asked him some questions about you know his his goals and his ideas and this and that um and they were looking for specific answers and then like during the three days in addition to the skill i mean if somebody has called or somebody has seen you and invited you to the trial you've got skill right you got something now they're looking for the other things that people don't necessarily pay attention to what kind of kid are you how do you interact with the other kids do you fit in personally and socially um, in addition to, you know, performance-wise. And so they're looking at all of these things. Um, and FC Basel, I'm assuming it works the same way than other clubs. Like, they have feeder clubs. And they were like, look, most of our kids, when we get to this point, we send to our feeder club. Mm. Right? But we're going to give them the three days, and we'll see. So they already paint the picture that, like, you're probably going right. to get a no. Right, low expectation. Yeah. So just be prepared. Obviously, for us, it worked out differently. So, you know, we're, we're, we're thankful for that and grateful. But if you get a no, what is your plan to work, get a yes? Work harder, make them regret saying no at that time, and yeah. invite me back up and see. Yeah. You know. yeah. Which team do you want to play? Which team is your dream? I, I don't so much have a dream team, but we support Chelsea. So if oh! we get to Chelsea. It's another country that you're going to. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Um, so, if hey, if I end up at Chelsea, if I end up in the Premier League, La Liga, Bundesliga, hey. you're gonna One, see you there. Yeah. That's it. Yeah. So. One day there. 
We well, we got question. a question from MetaMedia, and it says, as a player, how do you deal with the changes? Changing culture, country, friends, etc." Um, well, in the beginning, when I was younger, it's, it's a lot harder because you're still growing up. You, you don't know what, what's right and wrong and that stuff. But when you're older, like now, I really appreciate having all those moves. Um, culturally, I'm very understanding of everyone. Like, I feel like kids that at my age may not have so much experience, so they might not be as open-minded. And then countries, uh, I don't know, it's just... It's just different each country, so you get to you get to experience something new. Yeah. Each each new move gives you a new opportunity to learn something. You have friends all over, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I, I have friends from all over. Um, try to keep in touch with them here and there. But yeah, I mean, it, your buddy, you FaceTime everybody together. And that's yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> from from the yeah, yeah, it still happens sometimes. Sometimes. Nice. Now going back to uh, FC Basel, how, how does it work? Is the academy free, and they have. I guess talk about that first, and I'll go to the next point. So is it free, and how does it work? No, it's not free. Okay. Um, FC Basel is a small club, small market club. Um, it's not expensive. I mean, I don't think. I don't know how much it costs here. I have no freaking clue like <laughs> what about anything here in the state side as far as club sports go. Um, but it's, it, it's manageable. I think we pay 1700 I think, okay. something like that. Mm-hmm. Um, they're completely kitted out. This is part of the training kit. Um, you know, and they have their game day uniforms, um, the travel to all to and from all the places. They get fed lunch twice a week because they have a double session on Tuesday and Thursday. Um, he's celiac, so he's gluten intolerant. Um, well, let me. He is celiac, which means he cannot have gluten. I want to make sure my wife doesn't get mad at me on that. <laughs> um, and so they cater to that as well. So that's nice. a, that's an additional cost, you know. And again, we don't pay it, but we pay it within the, the fee structure that mm-hmm. exists. Um, and that fee exists all the way up to the U eighteen. And then that's where, basically, the club takes yeah. on all, all the costs but at that point. Does sleep over there on the club? No, 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 no. He comes home every day. He oh, goes right. to school with me and my wife at the International School of Basel. Um, they're very accommodating. You can ask him about his schedule and how they do that. I'm sure he's better to speak about it than I am. Sure. Um, but, yeah, basically, it's, it's, he's just like any other kid at this point. He's at home. He eats at home. We have breakfast together. We have dinner together. Um, usually in the morning when we go our separate ways – we don't see him again until probably 8 p.m. at night okay. um, because he'll leave right after school for training. Um, yeah. My wife and I are still working, and then I'll go pick him up around 8, 8 yeah. 8.30. So. And uh, how many days a week do you train? And I guess really talk about your schedule like your dad said. Well, on Mondays I have one session. It, sessions are an hour and a half, two hours long. And then Tuesdays I have a session in the morning. We train. Usually it's a – it's a position-specific training, so mm-hmm. it's not with the team in the morning. So it might be finishing drills or, like, midfield or defensive. Um, and then in the afternoon, team training. Wednesday, I have a day off. Thursday, double training. Friday, team training. And Saturday, a game. Um, and the school does really well with supporting me with my during-school training sessions in the mornings. Um, in the beginning of the year, we obviously had to talk to the... The, the principal and the... Yeah. Um, Assistant principal in charge of academics. Okay. It's uh, not virtual school. Huh? No, 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 no. It's brick and mortar school. Yeah. Um, yeah. And so yeah. they're real supportive about his situation. What they did was basically instead of having to take PE because he's training. Well, PE, well-being. And, and well-being because physics. he's learning from, you know, the team physios and the nutritionists and everybody yeah. at FCB. They're like, okay, we're going to give you the credit for these classes. Um 
And then when you come in, you'll have some free periods to help you catch yeah. up on the classes that you do miss when you're away training. Mm. So super helpful for us. I mean, those are things we looked at. My wife and I, okay, wait a minute. He's just been offered this spot and this opportunity. What if the school can't support us? Yeah. So we did look at some online schools, and we were ready to go that route if we needed to. Um, our thing's always been to support him, support his dream. We don't, we don't push anything on him. Um, if tomorrow he tells us he doesn't want to do it anymore, then you know I'll be a dad and be like, are you sure? And I'll wait a week, and I'll ask, are you sure? Because yeah. if you're sure... Cool. It's not my dream. It's your dream. Yeah. Right? What is your dream? My big overall dream is to play for the U.S. national team. That's like my big dream. Opa. Yeah. Can be futsal or no? no. Be. <laughs> well, I haven't really thought of that, but I, I, I'd prefer to play soccer. Okay. I, love to, I love to play futsal. Like here in the summer, I, I love it. It's just fun. It's refreshing. It's a different kind of soccer. And so. A lot of touches. And yeah, very much. Yeah. I, I'm a very technical player. I prefer. I, I, I like playing like that. So your dream is national team. Yes. Bingo. Anybody Bingo. out there listening, we're ready. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, definitely. Stay tuned. We will see you there. Next question is, can you kind of talk about how many players are on the team? What is training like? Uh, what is it high intensity? Is it aggressive? Do they play physical? <laughs> you know, kind of talk about what that actually looks like. And how many hours? Like in the week, how many hours? Yeah. I'll do the math if Four you want to <laughs> talk about like what training looks like and feels like. Um, so... During training, it's it's not so much fundamental training. It's more of a team training. So we do a lot of pass, open, go into space, run, cross, um, little 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 things to build into our match day game. Um, the intensity is pretty high because obviously each kid on that team is trying to make the starting eleven. You know, we're all trying to be the best that we can and make it on the team because we want to play on Saturday. Um, and our, our team specifically is a big group, like a big um, sized age, like U15 team, yeah. U16 now. We have so some, you're saying they're tall? Yeah, Physical. tall and big. Big kids. Um, you guys work out? Yes, we have, tra we have a training plan um, that we have. We have a certain like training person, like a trainer for workouts and stuff. Mm -hmm. I think we do three or four a week. With um, weights, everything. Weights, leg day, upper body core, TRX. Um, yeah, and I mean, training-wise, what I appreciate with having bigger kids on my team is that for me, physically, I get to I get to battle with them. So even if it's not my size, and you know, I'll come across other kids that are big. Whereas if I'm training with kids my size, and then I come across big kids that are like on my team, I I, I feel like I'd be not as well prepared as I could be. So training with kids my age that are pretty big yeah. and technically well. It helps develop my game, even though it might be a little harder sometimes. <laughs> that was good. Huh? Huh? It was hesitation. Yeah, I, I didn't know if you were actually. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah no, that was dramatic. Like, Man, yeah, that yeah. was really good I, because I was listening to the. Well, really it's good. interesting. Like we were talking to who you met yesterday, Joel. Yeah. You saw him again, yep, yep. and you know he mentioned he's like, I signed a professional contract at 15 years and 10 months. I played my first pro game 15 years, 10 months, and he's like, players need that want to make it have to deal with life. Yeah. And understand that they're going to get their ass kicked. And he's like, physically, he's like, I developed enough. But, like, it's like it was hard. And you got to be able to deal with life at the, the highest yeah. level. Yeah, I think that's probably something that you can talk to. We were talking about this earlier. Um, not only before we got here. And I don't even know if we mentioned it. But he spent two years at a boarding school in England. Yeah, I was going to bring it up. But go ahead. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And so you can kind of share your experience there, too. Cause <laughs> no it, mom it, and dad, right? No, no, no parents? No, no home. No, man. We were, what age? We what were age? an 18-hour flight away. 12. 
13. So you're 12, 12 13, living on your own. Living on my own. Another country. Another country. Not with mom and dad. Not with okay. mom and dad. So, yeah, talk about that. That'd be good. So, the boarding school was in the school. Yeah, we Where? had... It was south of London, okay. Hastings. So, England. Yes. Okay. Um, Buckswood was the name. One um, time for Buckswood. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, it, it was a great experience. I learned so much from it. Um, I got there, you know, they, I was trying cause it, it's a pretty expensive school. Yeah. So, you know, I'm trying to show, maybe I can get a scholarship. Maybe we'll mm. see. Um, I had a coach from Shanghai that was there and he brought, he got a job there. Yeah. So he brought me over and was like, we want to give you a chance. You know, I know what you have. Let's show them, see, yeah. maybe you can, maybe you can get something here. All went good. I got there. Um, and then living style was, I mean, it's very structured. I mean, I don't know what military school is like, but it was very <laughs> scheduled, everything. You know, you wake up 8.15, one of the housemasters, that's like the parent of the house, yeah. comes around, knock on doors, opens, wake up, wake up, you know. Get you your get, ass you get up. Dressed, yeah. you, got, you, give your, you decide how much time you want. Some kids give themselves two, time, two minutes to get dressed. Some give themselves <laughs> 40 minutes. They decide when they wake up. Um, but then 8.30 or something like that is breakfast. You get 20, 30 minutes to eat. After that, you go back in your dorm, you get your backpack ready, you get your stuff for school, you go to classes, you do the whole day, you come back to your dorm, you change. For me, I'd go to training for two, three hours after training. You come back, you change, shower, go to dinner. Um, and then one of the most fun parts, I would say, is that after dinner, you had some free time. And we, a lot of us, we had like an indoor like an indoor facility. Like a multi-purpose like, space. Yeah, yeah. yeah, it had AstroTurf like flooring. But with basketball hoops and it, oh, it, it had a lot of stuff. So we, us footballers, we'd get together. We'd get like a five-a-side game with yeah. multiple players, and we'd all be playing. You know, when you're when you're that young, you it's football. You love it. You you're down to play, even no matter how tired yeah. you are. You'll you'll <laughs> go and kick around the ball and dribble and mess around, um, and then you'd repeat that. I mean, how was the fields around the world? Like indoors, outdoor fields. Before we go there, let me go back yeah, to his okay, Buckswood yeah. experience. So one of the things that. I think it was was a blessing in that situation. You know, being a parent is hard when your kid's 18 yeah. hours away, right? Um, and they did a great job taking care of him. But he got the chance there to play up different age groups. So going mm -hmm. back to what you were talking about, the yeah. physicality and just kind of dealing with it. And England's you know. hard. And England's yeah. a physical. They'll, they'll it's built to be physical, yeah, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's the first thing. Yep. Forget the ball skill. Yep. How fast <laughs> can you get to that guy yeah. and knock him over? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yeah, they'll go two feet like this yeah. all day. Yeah. And so I can remember, you know, he got there. He was... 12 turning 13, I think is what it was. Yeah. Um, and he had set himself a goal already to, like, be on the U15. No, you – yeah, the, yeah to, to make the U15 roster. Mm. Just to get on it. Yeah, and I'm like, <laughs> wow, these, this guy is setting his bar high. I was yeah. like, all right, cool. Let me know what happens. I remember getting a phone call. It was, like, 2.30 in the morning <laughs> in Shanghai. Yeah. I'm like, you okay? Yeah. Puppy! I mean, I made the roster. I made oh the roster. Uh, that was nice. And he's, I was like, was that's great. That's great. And then he's like, oh, wait, you're sleeping. <laughs> I'm like, yeah, yeah, yeah but it's okay. Uh, I appreciate the phone call. I'll talk to you later. Okay, love you. Clip. That's funny. <laughs> My wife was like, is he okay? He made the roster. <gasps> and back to sleep. Like, <laughs> that was a good call. That was a good call. Yeah. The next link call. But, yeah, that, talk about, I guess, playing up a little bit. In the well, yeah, I started there. And in the beginning, the physicality, I, I was a very emotional player. I still am, but not as much. Like, I've learned how to control it. But back then, if I got frustrated or something, I'd break down and I couldn't breathe. Um, uh -huh. And so playing with 
big kids in England and stuff. When you get hit, you you gotta toughen up. <laughs> you nobody you might go to the hospital. <laughs> yeah, 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 nobody's gonna save you. Um, and so that took some time to get used to. But as as I started to get bigger and I was able to take it and understand, you know, what, I'm gonna get hit. It's gonna happen, especially if I'm wanna playing, if I'm gonna want to play higher age groups. Um, and so yeah, I got called to U15 probably halfway through the year, um, and then. Yeah, I mean, from there, I got to see the level of U15, which I was going to go into. And that, that that's like a big help when you can go into the next age group and see how you're going to need to play yeah. and at what level that is. Mm -hmm. It helps so much to develop yourself because from then I was like, okay, these guys are like pretty big and, you know, I got I to gotta be able to do this. And yeah. so when I'm in U14 training and I'm seeing it's not happening so much in the training ground, I can go personally to that, to that gym and indoor facility. I go work on ball drills myself to further myself up so next year I can I can deal with it I can handle it um, and then the next year the second year there I was playing you I was actually four no what yeah I was playing you 13 my first year there yep and you were the 13 captain and the 14 captain yeah. and played with the view 15 oh, nice. so when I was in you 14 I was playing you 15 and sometimes with you 16 mm. um, so that, that just helped incredibly so is there a big level difference between there in England and an FC Basel. Is it close? Well, the level in England, what I was playing at, is like school football. Mm -hmm. it, it, it's a high club, Buckswood, but it's not like a club team. We're not playing Chelsea. We're not playing Southampton. We're not playing those guys. So I can't really say club level-wise, um, but where I was and how I was playing, I can definitely say the training and how – how things are processed is yeah. definitely better and more um, more precise mm -hmm. at FC Basel. Um, but, yeah. Like you probably have to be more precise, right? Just the, the yeah. level of player that's around you. Like I said, the size of the guys around them, it's the crazy. speed, the technical yeah. ability. I mean, how many player, how many teammates do you have that are Swiss Nationals, U15 Swiss Nationals? Five? Four? We used to. Now it's like two. Down to two now? Yeah. <laughs> but, yeah, I mean, you're playing with guys that – Essentially, we could see on TV yeah. one day, right? Like playing for Switzerland yeah. in a World Cup. So, yeah. not easy. How you deal with your emotional side? <laughs> well, maybe it, can help our kids that has the same. Yeah, of course. Mm -hmm. um, well, it started off with. I think it really started off in in China, before with my sister. She drew. She was into tattooing and stuff, and she she drew a wave on my wrist, like be calm, like a wave, but know when to go. And so during games, I'd get frustrated, and I'd just look at it, and I'd, like, oh, breathe, nice. and, you know, it, it helped. Obviously, it wasn't, like, a quick, like, okay, it's fixed. All right, let's go keep playing. Of like course. It took time to manage. Um, and I'm, I'm, still, I'm still working on it. There's always improvement emotionally. Um, but, yeah, that was, that was the big thing, just it, having something to look at and being like, all right, it's okay. Calm down, it's yeah. okay. Yeah. Yeah. Now he's 100%. Because <laughs> people that play against you, they will know nah, what nah, triggers you. Nah, nah. Here so it comes. I have an idea. Let's do the uh, sponsorship thing, and then I have an idea for Instagram. We can do it in a second. Vamos que vamos. So we would like to say, we are Club Neutral Podcast, but we would like to say thank you for High Soccer Prospects, High Soccer Academy, High Soccer Arena. <laughs> so thank you for your help. Also, Meta Media, if you guys need flyers, uh, help me see you. If you need a social media help, Anything uh, related with uh, social media, contact 
Meta Media. Meta Media USA, yeah? Meta Media And let's, USA. let's do something different because I, I noticed you were taking a video for Instagram. Let's go, let, not, don't, let's not go live. Let's take a, you know, 10 second break. Let's do a video and be like, yo, we here. We, dirt, we're live in a show doing an Instagram video. Vamos. <laughs> hey, we're live. We got guests here. Vamos. During the show. Hold on, hold on. Look, my God. You got to wear them correctly. Hey. We are live. Vamos que vamos. Stay tuned. Here we go. And also, Mares. Oh, God. Mares. We Vamo. need to go to Mares Restaurant, okay? Mares. It's a Peruvian restaurant in Hunters Creek. You guys need to yep. check it out. Thank you so much for helping us. And we're going to stop by. Yep. Also, we have the place that we're going to celebrate. I hope the title. Hopefully. <laughs> Next week. What is the name of the event? The main event. The main event. Thank you so much. Main event. International Drive is the best place to go after your main event. To celebrate anything, really. To yeah. celebrate. Thank yeah. you so much. All right, back to the fun. So I want to go back to your side again. Go for it. And again, we were talking the other day about different sports. Yep. And can you give us that phrase again you mentioned about the other sports and how they act with parents? And you remember golf, tennis. Oh, we're, yeah, we were talking about uh, yeah. individual sports. Yeah, so um, that's a big thing for me as a director of sport, as an yeah. athletic director, is that, that parents understand that when they're on the sidelines yelling, <laughs> I know they mean well. I'm a parent. I know you mean well, yeah. but you're not helping the situation. Mm. But there's I, more. Wait, there's yeah, more. I know there's more, but I was like, <laughs> let's get do excited. It. <laughs> yeah. So, and it, the example I shared with you was, you know, we were lucky enough in Basel. We've got a couple high-level swimmers, skiers, individual sports where the fans are basically removed. If you're a swimmer, you you don't hear the fans. Yeah. Right. You hear the the water as you're moving yeah. it. A skier, you're on the mountain. You're going so fast. All you hear is the wind. Right. Yeah. And so. Those outside distractions, whether it's the fans yelling or parents yelling, those kids don't hear it. Those athletes don't hear it, and they're just focused. And this is why they're able to perform at such a high level because they're just focused. It's just them and their thoughts and what they've trained, and you trust that, they, that they've trained it well and that they can execute it on game day. So it's not any different in, in sport as far as team sports that we're all used to. You know, for us, I can give you an example. FC Basel, parents don't say anything. Opa! This is just like that. Yeah, uh, let's go Basel or uh, Blau <laughs> or you know they'll they'll cheer the team. At no point is there. A, oh come on, what are you doing? Come on, that doesn't happen because FC Basel doesn't allow it. Mm. It's you know, clearly written. Yeah. When we meet, that you you'll talk. be quiet yeah. essentially. I, I was gonna say, but there was there was two things you said. You said one about tennis, and you said about golf. They ask everybody to be to be quiet. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That respect is there so that the athlete can perform to the best level that they can. Right, and it's just understood. You would never yell when somebody's about to serve, right? Djokovic at Wimbledon. Nobody's gonna yell when yeah. he's about to hit the serve. Yeah. Right. Like those guys yell at themselves. Yeah, they don't need somebody else. They don't need anybody else. Yeah. Like, they're internally pushing themselves yeah. to to do those things. So yeah, no, it's one of the things that um you know I, I try to all sporting teams or clubs or you know even my programs is to get parents to understand to trust the coach, like we we're talking about earlier. If you don't agree. Find a time to meet, to understand, mm. and then talk it out. But at the end of the day, if you're yelling on the sideline, one, your kid is already programmed to listen to you. Yep. And so now they're listening to you while the coach is yelling something different on this side. And now the kid's like, well, wait a minute. That's my coach. Who am I supposed to be listening to? And it's hard. Yeah. The younger they are, the more conflicted the, the, the athlete is, right? And so it's just best to not say anything, right? So – Two resources that I'll, I'll, 
I don't get anything for plugging this, but they're basically my, my go-to resources. Um, there's a book called Changing the Game um, that did wonders for me professionally and as a parent. Um, and then the Positive Coaching Alliance. And they both kind of say the same things um, in terms of just be supportive, right? Don't be critical. The, the rides home sometimes oh. are brutal for people, right, for, for our young athletes. It's not the time and the place. Like, I, I've learned, and it's taken a lot. I'm not perfect by any means, right? It's taken a lot. I don't ask him anything. I'm like, how's it going? When he sits back in the car. And if he's ready to talk, he'll talk and share. And if he's not, he won't. Yep. And when he's ready, it could be hours later. It could be the next day. Yeah. Then he'll yeah. share. Well, and it's interesting because, like, we did two sessions here, and then you came to futsal. And, like, I noticed you watch, but there was times, like, maybe he took a bad shot. But a lot of parents are like, hey, come on, you got to, you know, fix that. And, but you yeah. didn't say anything. And no, I'm like, that. pardon my French, but I'm like, holy shit, God, Jesus, we got a parent that's actually just letting the kid do his thing? Yeah. There's no way. It's impossible. You know, I, I think part of this, like when I came probably eight years ago in Orlando City, they, they did a purchase from the Brazilian guy. He bought a Orlando City. Oh, yeah, yeah. It, I yeah. That. And I start going to the games, like, and I think the Americans are now understanding the game and this uh, happened with the parents like every time that we have a new team we, we we set up a meeting with the parents and say look now you love everything that we are doing because they don't understand right so now and then they start going to the games to the tournament and they think that they know the rules and now they know the position and uh, this happens every time but there's parents that say hey why you didn't put this guy to the left and then the other one to the back and I think it's because they are starting understanding the game. A little bit. Yeah, a little Very, bit. very, yeah. very little. Yeah. I mean, just the rules at least. Yeah, but that still goes back to you got to trust the coach, yeah. right? And if you don't agree with the tactic, then have a chat and yeah. ha to understand. Yeah, yeah. but yeah. this is funny. This is this always yeah. happened with the parents. I, I'm curious. So at your school, do you guys have like a meeting beforehand that says, hey, this is how we want our parents mm -hmm. to act. You can't talk. How does that work? So it's not the cultural thing in Europe to even be loud yeah. during any sporting event. So there's no there's no talk that has to be had. Okay. Um, we will be again. It's my second year, so now there's we're gonna implement some things this year. One of the things that we'll implement is some um, some parent education on how to be a, a good sporting parent mm. and what that actually means and what it looks like. Um, and if I think it's um, I think it's a positive coaching alliance. I could be wrong. But um, they recommend having, like, guardians, essentially. And so, like, our mascot is the dragon, so we might have, like, the dragon keepers. And so those will be the parents that when another parent is acting out of line, they would go and be like, look, that's not how we do things here. Here's why. Mm. That way the coach doesn't have to do it or the athletic director doesn't have to do it. Yeah. There's parents who have bought into the philosophy that that's not what we do here because that's not the best way to support yeah. our athletes. Mm. And they have that talk. And it's different when it's parent to parent mm -hmm. than it is when it's coach to parent. Yeah. Right. Well, it's interesting because, like, even here in the United States, is if there's an issue with a parent, like the, during a game, and the referee has to do, the coach gets the card. Right. And I'm like, it's not the coach's yeah. fault. If the parents on the other side of the field screaming, <laughs> I can't pay attention. I'm looking at the field here. I got a yellow card because one of my parents was screaming at the ref or whatever, and I'm not even listening. <laughs> and he came over to me. I'm like, what are you giving me yellow for? He's like, that parent over there, shut him up. And I'm like, that's not my job. That's, like, that's an adult. Out. That's right. an adult. I'm like, what are we talking about? <laughs> you, if you don't like it, send him out. Don't talk to me. Right. But see, in here, I, I would that probably go the route of a, a preseason yeah. talk, preseason education. Like, they do workshops. They're one-hour workshops online. They're like 30 bucks. And that maybe that becomes something that's required of, that uh, of, of your members, yeah. Yeah. right? If you're going to be a member of, of high soccer prospects, or I'm not sure. Is yeah, that prospects, the prospects? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> then before that, as a parent, you need to take this course, you know, and, and then – that way we all understand each other. Mm. 
And so, again, those are things I'll probably start implementing at the school. It's not a problem, but it's good to have things in place before right. it ever becomes a problem, yeah, yeah. right? Yeah. And so if somebody, if, if a parent can yeah. defend it on our behalf, yeah. great. It just kind of holds more weight, mm. right? So, and it's a learning process. No parent comes out, like, yeah. knowing yeah. how to behave on the sidelines. So it's parent <laughs> education, right? He'll tell you. Go ahead. Get, get, get. <laughs> Funny story. Here we go. Yeah, here we yeah. go. It, it's taken some time for him to learn how to how to – how how he can let me play my game and not me have to worry about him. Right. Where in in the very beginning, long uh, I don't even know when, but he started to realize how himself and the parents were acting, and so his first steps in that were ta- were just removing himself from that parent group, mm-hmm. and he would he would sit on the sidelines somewhere else. He could be behind a fence. It's better that way. Right? It gets contagious, yeah, right? If you're sitting there with it, and this person's yelling, and that person's yelling, yeah. and then you're like, well, I should probably yell too, it's right?" Crazy. Like, and so it, it, it's negatively contagious. Yeah. <laughs> and so yeah, like he that's where he really started, and then from that, then I didn't have to worry about him really yelling at me. Obviously, as a kid and someone who takes football and soccer very passionately, I always looked at him for confirmation for what I did. You know, mm. if I if I messed up a dribble, I'd look over and see what he would think. <laughs> and oh, during the game. During the game. This is bad. Yeah, and it, it's taken it's taken some time. I'm way over it now, but it's taken some time. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <laughs> thank God for that. Um, but I, I used to look at him at, after every single play for confirmation. Mm. And <laughs> so, how did that impact you when you were actually playing? So, obviously, you were looking for reinforcement from dad that you were doing well or you need yeah. to do better. But how, like, let, like let, let's look at this from your mental aspect. How did you think that it impacted you? Actually, did it make you play worse? Did it? <laughs> what? what? I, I think it has its ups and downs because there are times where he'll be like, "Come on, you need to push harder." Yeah. And then I'll think and I'll be like, "Okay, I really actually do. I'm not actually pushing hard." And so that that'll get me going. But if I'm if I especially being emotional. When I made a mistake and I'd look at him and he'd be all serious and stuff because... <laughs> so I always kept a poker face. Once I separated from the other parents, it was just poker face. Like, I wasn't happy, I wasn't mad, but to him... I hated it. <laughs> <laughs> but you, you, you cannot... You don't know what is his... Exactly. Like, I could right. score a goal and he'd be... <laughs> I wouldn't like strategy. I would I wouldn't know. I'd be like, yo, is he am I not playing that game? <laughs> and so it's just it's just developed from that. Um, and then obviously being emotional. Sit, seeing him and looking at him after play when he's just serious like at poker face I'd be like alright I'm not doing good come on like it would neg- negatively affect my game so it did have its ups and downs mm. here and there but man. that's the adjustment part because you were saying before that it was too much yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. So right. Or, or, or he didn't know if, if I was one of the parents that was yelling because mm. I was in that group so yeah. he didn't know if it was me yelling at him or is it you yelling at your kid or yeah. he just knew there was parents yelling when he scored a goal do you smile a little bit oh, yeah, I clap <laughs> I clap. Just clap. That's it. Ah, yeah, yeah, yeah. But so, like, so the adjustment for from your perspective. So, dad or dad was in that group that was too loud, being obnoxious, whatever. And then he separates himself. So you had to adjust and understand that things are changing. Mm -hmm. But like, I want to talk about the part where the parents using your dad and and that group being like that. How did how do you feel like as a player that impacted you? That, that, like that group yeah, of fans. Like, hey, hey, what are we doing? You know, like that type of stuff. It's annoying. Um, <laughs> <laughs> it really is. Unless it's the opposing team's 
players, yeah. like fans, when they're doing it and they're yelling, for me, that's motivating. I find it funny when it's the opposing team because yeah. you know it's like, oh, they're getting mad, you know, like we can keep going. But when it's your own parents and that stuff, you feel it, it, it gets you negatively because you always feel like you're doing something wrong if they are mm. always yelling at you. So you're being judged. Yeah. yeah. And I, <laughs> what and I they think should be your that, biggest supporters. Exactly. Yeah. And, I feel, and I feel like yeah. I'm the one playing. I'm the one doing my best. Mm. Why Why are they judging me and how I'm playing when they're mm. sitting there in the fan in the yeah. stands? They They chose what to do with yeah. their life. Let yeah. me play. Let me play my game. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and I've explained this to a couple of parents. You probably had said something similar. And you know, I played the game at a relatively good level. And you look at kids; they can only see this. Yeah. We're people on the sideline. We can see this. So of course, we can sit there and judge as a parent or as a coach, hey, you should have done this. But we don't actually think about what the kid is actually seeing, which is right here. Absolutely. And we get the third eye vision of seeing the whole yeah. thing. It's No, it's, it's crazy. It's, it's, it's similar to going to watch a football match. Yeah. Going to watch yeah. Orlando City, if you sit in the very first row, the game looks different than yeah. if you sit in the 25th row. Because yeah. yeah. then you can see so much more, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. And as fans... We sit in the cheap seats, yeah. Yeah. and we can see the, we can see yeah, the game. Better. They yeah, can, yeah, yeah, yeah. especially the younger they are. Like, yeah. I mean, the parents. Sorry, parents. I'm gonna take a, a knock at you here, but those of you who are parents <laughs> of five, six, seven, eight year old kids, they're just playing to have fun. Like, they can't see the field. They see the ball at their feet. Yep. They see maybe one pass away. Yeah. Maybe, right? And so they're developing those skills, and so being patient and just making sure they enjoy the game is really way more important than if they made the right pass. Yeah. If they want to come back the next day or the next week and they're smiling when, they get, when it's all done, it's serving its purpose, yeah. right? I think a lot of parents get caught up. I'm going to get on my soapbox here for a second. I think a lot of parents get caught up in playing sport to get a college scholarship or to become professional, yeah. and that's not the mechanism. That's not what youth sports are for. Youth sports are to build those other characteristics that are going to help them become successful human beings yeah. later in life. The discipline, the time management, the perseverance, the yeah. getting knocked down and getting back yeah. up. Like, that's what you're paying for. When you're paying the club, you're paying them to help your child develop those skills. If you get to win, fantastic. Because yeah. we all play to try to win. We all want to compete. If your child gets a college scholarship, freaking amazing. Fantastic. And if they don't, it's okay. If they've played that long, the skills they develop are going to help them be that's successful yeah. adults. Mm-hmm. Right, and so I, I think parents need to make sure that they understand that. And a lot of parents will shake their head. Yeah, I understand. I understand. Yeah. You got to internalize that. You yeah. really have to understand that. Which is why I'm okay when the day comes where he's done. His experience has prepared him for the rest of his life, yeah. no matter what. Mm-hmm. Right, and hopefully it doesn't end for a long time. Yeah. Right, yeah. but but when it does, he's going to be better for it. Yeah. Right, and mm-hmm. so sport is a mechanism to help us become better human beings. Yeah. Is really so. Done. <laughs> so if if he ended on being a volleyball player, you're gonna be happy. Absolutely, no, I'm gonna be happy no matter what <laughs> he does. No, I'm no matter no, what no. he does. But yeah. So let me, like volleyball, we we have a thing here in the United States that you'll you'll see on Instagram or people talking to like coaches talking to kids or trainers talking to kids, and they go, "You're gonna be a superstar in three years," uh, or "You're gonna like you're nice. gonna be you're gonna be better than Kevin De Bruyne in whatever," and it's like. I would never say that. No. I've never said that to anybody. I've, I've never said that to him. I've never right. said that to any other kid I've worked with. Would that be something that you would say, hey, you're going to be never. a superstar? No, okay. Why? Never. Why? Never. Um, False reality. <laughs> I mean, you're talking about the half percenter, the tenth of a percenter when you start name yeah. dropping superstars, right? Mm-hmm. These are special human beings yeah. in many different ways. Um, but then for me as an athletic director, I look at the program that, that I work with and the clientele I work with, 
I would never, if I told you that and I didn't tell you that, well, you already internalized that I don't think very much of you. Yeah, super yeah. for him. Right? You, without having to say a word to you, yep. you've already said, well, damn, I ain't, I ain't good enough. Yep. Right? And then that leads to quitting, right? And so, and, and I hate it when kids stop playing sport, anything, whatever it is, at an early age. Because this thing called puberty is in the mix. And kids get tall, uh-huh. and kids get strong, yep. Yep. and kids get fast. And then all of a sudden, that kid that you didn't send this Kevin De Bruyne message yeah. to, who has already told himself or herself that they're not athletic, well, they're not even going to try now. Yeah. You know, and I'm the, I'm the athletic director walking down the hall, and I'm like, what do you play? Nothing. What? What happened? Yeah. <laughs> oh. And so that was, that was a problem in one of our schools where in grade three they were telling kids, now you're not a footballer. Aye. How are you going to tell an eight-year-old yeah. that they're not a footballer? Yeah. There's so much time yeah. and physical development mm-hmm. and all these things that can happen. But it's also on the other side of the coin, too, where you, I've seen coaches, and then it might not say name drop somebody, they say, you're going to be a pro or you're going to be this. And six, like, you have no idea what's going to yeah. They might be super skilled at 10 or 8 or 12, yeah. but in three years they could. And I'm sure you've seen it, the younger kids that have gone like this, and then they go. We were just, just having this talk the other day. Yeah. Like, we were talking about, um, you know, everybody's always, especially on Instagram and yeah. the nature of social media this year, the, the next wonder kid. Yeah. Oh. How many of these 12, 13, 14-year-old wonder kids become like bona fide like stars very very few isn't right it? and yeah, so yeah. and this goes back to a, i don't know if you guys have read, ever read the book mindset or, um it's by carolyn dweck she's out of stanford um and there's tons of research in there that talks about that when you give messages that promote and praise effort versus outcome mm-hmm. the effort people tend to achieve more well will achieve more in the long run the research clearly states that when you praise effort and perseverance and those other things, those people end up achieving at a higher level versus you're going to be a pro. Right, yeah. Oh, well, I don't have to do a whole lot more. They already think I'm going to be a pro. Shit, I'm going to keep doing the same thing I'm doing, right? Versus saying, man, that effort's amazing. Keep it up. Oh, they like my effort. I'm going to keep doing that. Like Human beings are pleasers. Yeah, yeah. There you go. Yeah, yeah. But so the reason why I'm saying this is because what, what I've noticed here is the average parent doesn't understand the process if they want, you know, College scholarship. Oh, I want my kid to be a college scholarship. Well, they're not going to go to the coach that says, or the trainer, oh, you need to improve, versus the coach that says, hey, you're going to be a superstar one day. So they want that instant gratification of, hey, my kid's good now. This coach, whatever, thinks my kid's good. He's the next Iniesta. He's whatever. Yep. And it's just just funny. I see it all the time because, again, I would never tell it to a kid. That's probably harmed me from a business perspective because right, I'm not going around right. saying, hey, this kid, this kid, this kid. But I'm telling you, okay, you're okay, but you need to work on these three things. Mm. Well, this is why we keep coming back to you because you your thing is this is how you can get better yeah. or let me help you get better. Sure. Well, me as a parent, that fits my philosophy. Me as a professional, that fits my philosophy. Like yeah. I'm all about getting better. Right. I want to find people who are going to make him better. better. Yeah. I want to find environments yeah. that are going to make him better. If he starts off on the bench, so be it. It's up to him at that point, like you said earlier, to make the changes to get onto the field. Right. Well, because it doesn't help him in any way if I go, hey, you're already a superstar. Forget it. You're (laughs) going to be better than Messi in two years. If you don't have that that mindset to to even even when you're at the best. And like I was talking to him earlier about Ronaldo and how I love his mindset. Dude's already at the top and old, and he's still grinding and putting in the hours. So unless you don't have the mindset when someone tells you, oh, you're really good, you're going to be pro. If you don't have the mindset of, all right, let me keep that and let me keep working hard, it's useless. Mm -hmm. It really is. Where I'd rather have someone tell me, you're really good, but to improve your game, you need to do this. Because that that gives me something to go work on to keep getting better. Mm -hmm. 
crazy. No, definitely. Yeah. You need to know what you yeah. need to work with. Let me ask. We I already know your dream, but I would like to know your dream. Oh. What is your dream? What kind of dream are we as talking about? I'm, I'm, I'm a compartmentalist. Like, are we talking about as a parent? Are we talking yeah. about as a professional? Are we talking? What are we talking about? About your dreams, because we, we know your dreams. So are you're right. saying a professional And dream. as a professional, on the professional side, what is, what is your dream? Uh, to retire. Opa! <laughs> there we go. <laughs> no. I, I don't think so. I don't think so. You're very active. I don't uh, think you're going to... Well, no, no. My, my definition of retirement is probably different than the, the regular definition. Stay at home. It's no, to do no, what I want to do yeah. when I want to do yeah. it um, for as long as I want to do it. I mean... I, I've been doing this and you know, sports administration stuff for a long time. Like if I could consult, or if I can help clubs or people or programs nice. or kids with, or even parents, like let me yeah. help parents to understand yeah. the, uh, not the best route, but a better route, a, a more positive route yeah. to support your child. Um, yeah, that would be cool. I mean, th those are those things that I'm passionate about those kinds of things, which is why I do what I do. Yeah. Right. And so I enjoy it. Um, I don't know that I have like dreams. I, you know, I want my kids to be successful. You know, we, we've been lucky enough where they've gotten to experience a lot of things that most kids don't. Sure. They've seen a lot of things. They've had a lot of different experiences. Um, and I, I guess I didn't mention we, we have, he has an older sister. Um, she's at University of South Florida. So she's in university now. Nice. Um, and so, you know, we're proud of her and the path that she's taken and we're proud of him and the path he's taken so far. Um, and all, all we want to do is just to keep supporting. Like it's really my dream is that they keep following their passions um, and that, you know, if we can help them in any way, then, then we will. Yeah. I and mean, that was always a thing in my house. You know, my parents were always like, you know, we have done better than our parents. We want you to do better than sure. us. And so, you know, it's, good, yeah. it, it's the it's same good. kind of philosophy. Like, I, so if they, I, it's a pretty weak dream answer, I think, but, um, <laughs> he did, he did recently just achieve a big dream. That, oh, oh, big, oh, big, oh, big, oh, secret is a secret. Big goal. Yeah. What was Oh, um, he, you started now. You started. You want to know? He recently in Frankfurt completed an Ironman. Oh, nice! So, oh, yeah. 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 So I guess that was one of my. That is nice. My uh, wish list. Hard, huh? Yeah. Oh my goodness! Instead of working at the same time, you check right? mark already. Good. Yep, check box done. And he was there to support me, which was great. Um, so were you on the side yelling at, "Hey, come on, bro! It's not good enough." Or were you like, "Come on"? <laughs> <laughs> I was trying to find him at first because. Uh, they you, start. They you start. smile for him, or you just? Yeah, yeah. No, I smiled. I should have. I should have. Nah, I started. In the, it started in the morning. I was still sleeping, and then as he gets on the run, I'm looking for him. I'm, I have. I brought my e scooter. I'm, I'm going around the whole lake. E scooter. I'm, look, I'm looking. I'm looking for him. And he was I trying to hunt me down. <laughs> and yeah, and then I found him. You know, at that point later on in the race, you know, he's tired and he's he's digging down deep. He's trying to push, and so how many miles was it? So the swim is, I'll do it in kilometers because I don't know how to do oh, it. Oh, kilometers. Me too. Okay. This is cultural, right? This <laughs> is yeah. Good. So the swim is 3.8 kilometers. I think it's just over two miles. Um, yep. It's a 180-kilometer bike, so about 115 miles. Electric Ooh. bike, yeah. Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then the run is a marathon. It's 20 so 26. 41 kilometers, 27 like miles, yeah, 26 like miles. Um so yeah, we got to the point where I'm on the run. It's, it was four four ten k laps, right? Nice. So I, I finish. I'm finishing up the lap number two. He finally finds me, and I'm like, I'm wrecked. I mean, I'm eleven hours into this thing, and I'm oh. like, oh my god, I'm wrecked, wrecked. And I look, and I was like, I don't know if I'm gonna make it. I looked dead in the eye. The, the mentality. Yeah, yeah. I was like, I, I don't know if I'm gonna make it. I was at a point where I couldn't run anymore, yeah. right? Like I, just, yeah. Which is not like me. 
Uh, that's not how I'm built. But I was like, I don't know if I'm going to make it. And he's like, no, 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 no. You can do it. You got plenty of time. Like he had done the math, right? He's like, you got plenty of time. Just keep doing what you're doing right now. You're going to be okay. I'll see you on the next lap. And then I'll go to the finish line because that's where I'll see you at the end. All right. And so that kind of gave me some. I was well, like, all right. Son, saying that you gotta do it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, well, and so uh, he wasn't yelling at you though. No, nah, he was not yelling at me. Come on, <laughs> hurry up! No, that, that and he was not with the poker face as well. <laughs> no, no poker face. He had a smile on. It was genuine. That's um, yeah. yeah, no, I mean, but what he did, and I don't know if he, I don't know if he did this like on purpose, but I'll see you at the finish line. Oh, nice. That was right. Like it yeah. might have just been him. I don't know. I yeah. haven't asked him, but it's one of those things where, like, to me, that's what I heard. Yeah. I'll see you at the finish. Let's line. ask him. So is that on purpose or is this just? Uh, <laughs> I'd, I'd love to say it was on purpose, but it was, just, <laughs> it, 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 it was just my wording. Was lucky, lucky. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I mean, I knew he was gonna finish. Uh, I, the, I knew there was no way he was going through all uh, that just to end up making, getting there and saying, "Nah, I can't." Or him stopping. I knew for a hundred percent he was gonna make it. Whether it was him crawling on the ground, crossing the finish line. <laughs> that's true. As something. a dad, you need to give the examples. Well, that's what I was taking from yeah. it too. I was like, he's never seen me compete. Yeah. You know, I, I again, I played baseball, University of Florida, World Series twice. Like, he's never seen me actually compete. And so, when I find him, and the first thing I say is, "Man, I don't know if I'm gonna make it." Like, that's not the right message I would normally want to send, yeah. but I'm also being honest with him, right? Like, I'm giving this everything I freaking got, man, and I'm about out of gas. Yeah. And he was able to, like, he didn't have to, like, think about it. He was like, no, no, you're okay. You got time. I'll see you at the finish line. You're going to be okay. But it's interesting, though, because that, you know, like you said, it energizes you to be like, yeah. I'm okay. I'm okay. So it's interesting that when you actually support somebody, Absolutely. it gives them an actual boost, yeah. Yep. which is... Yeah, so now, like, amazing. when he looks at me now, I don't know if you saw it even last night, like, whether he... Miss dribbles a ball or mishandles a ball or takes a shot and misses. I'm like, it's okay. Yeah. <laughs> like it's okay. Part of the game. It's, okay. it's fine. Part it's okay. It is, and that's, that's what I tell like myself and my wife. I'm like, that's yeah. part of the game. It is what it is. Like nobody's flawless yeah. going yeah. through. Well, I mean, match. and I'm sure you'll say the same thing. You know, mistakes are part of the game, but you want to see what the decision they make after that is. Yeah, yeah. Do they quit or are yeah. they like, okay, I, I, my bad, I messed up. I'm going again. Yeah, that's yeah. that's that's his big thing is always how how, how do you react respond, to the, yeah, how, yeah, how do you respond to the situation? Yeah. Yeah. Are you gonna mess up and put your head down and be yeah. like darn and and think about that the rest of the game or are you yeah. gonna say, Alright, that's another moment, let's get it back and mm -hmm. let's let's fix that. Mm -hmm. Let's do something else. And it's it's interesting it. on this note because um, I trained a couple professional players and uh, in the MLS and there was one guy super skilled, really skilled, but every time he made a mistake he's like, Oh yeah, oh god, Jesus. And there's another guy that maybe wasn't as skilled, but he would make a mistake. Okay, I'm going again. Yep. And you can just see, like, it was just like, geez, you can see the difference between one and the other. One guy that's more skilled, but he makes, oh, man, I can't believe I did that. And the other guy's like, okay, nope, fall back, do it again. And that's something that can become, like, cultural within yeah. a team, too. Like, uh, again, I've, na and I've named a couple of resources, and in, in a couple of those, they talk about, like, having signs, team signs, un un nonverbal signs. So, like, if Kyle has the ball and he messes up, you know, maybe, maybe it's the tap on the head. The whole team's like, Right, like it's okay. Yeah. Tap yourself on. It's okay. We got you. It's okay. It's nah. good without having to be like, dude, what the f man? Yeah. What? Yeah. You know, be the parent. You can even be the parent in the stands. Whatever the team sign is, you know, hey, hey, it's okay, right? Support. It's support. Yeah, it's support. So I have another question related with that, with your 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 dream. So what is the next country that you want to leave? Oh, it's funny. Maybe you know what? Retiring. Yeah, in a different. <laughs> not quite. Not yet. Not yet. We're, we're getting closer. Um. It's funny. We've never gone into this thinking about which country we want to go to next. Um, How? 
It, was she living six, seven? <laughs> no, yeah, but but it's always been okay. Where, what's best for the kids? Oh, okay, like is this a good school for the kids? At, you know, at the beginning when they were very young, it was this is a good opportunity for us mm -hmm. to grow as professionals, right? And yeah. then then it became okay. We're we got to the point where a level where we're like, all right, we're really good at what we do. So now, what's best for the kids moving on yeah. now? Um, and that's kind of how Switzerland came up. Like, you, you don't just pick and choose. Can you amazing. imagine the number of people who are applying yeah. to work yeah. in Switzerland or anywhere in Europe? Mm. Um, tons of people. Yeah. Um, it worked out. And that's how this whole FC Basel thing worked out, right? Because for those of you who don't know, you know, there's a strict FIFA rules on who can play in what countries. How, and why? Oh, yeah. my goodness. It's crazy. Um, and so in order for him to play in Europe, we have to have a job in the country of residence that has nothing to do with football. Like, we couldn't have come there to work for purposes related to football. Mm. And so we're lucky enough that we teach. We're ed educators. And so we get the Swiss visa. We're treated like any other Swiss citizen, nice. which allows him to play at FC Basel. Otherwise, all he could do was, is play, like, friendly matches. He'd never be in the league. He's never, like, given a FIFA number, player number, those kind of things. And so, you know, blessings. I mean, it's just one of those things where each step, because it's been based on what's best for them, has just worked out for us. Yeah. So I don't know that we have an, a next destination we never have. The next one will definitely be something that doesn't involve the kids, though, because, you know, he's, he's in grade 9 going into grade 10, so he's coming to the end of that. Cycle. Um, yeah, and so our daughter's already in university, so I don't know. My wife and I are going to have to sit down and figure this out. Like, okay, how do we base our next decisions? <laughs> Chelsea, <laughs> maybe playing for Chelsea. Maybe, maybe we yeah. retire, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So can you, highlighting that point, can you, can you highlight, like, so obviously he couldn't, you couldn't go for footballing purposes, but how does the whole situation work? So you, you got the job. Yep. How do you? How did he get? Yeah, top? good question. Yeah. Good question. Um, this goes back to England to Boxwood. This goes back to to his coach from Shanghai. Yeah. Um, Rafa probably starts there with Rafa, um, who got the job at Buckswood School to be their director of football for. He was there for a year, and during that year, brought him in. Right, and so Rafa left after a year to for another opportunity. And the director that they brought in, um, super high level guy. I mean, Arsenal. He, he was he was he was the Arsenal U eighteen head coach mm -hmm. of the pro academy. Yes. Yeah. Right. And so once you're in that world, right, you have a lot of different connections. Um, I sent him a note like in April of the the second year at Buckswood, and I was like, "Look, we've got jobs in Switzerland. I need you to advise me at this point. I this is not my realm. I don't I don't do pro sports." Right. What's the best logical step for him and his progression? <laughs> he was funny. He was pretty adamant. He's like, we want to keep him, but he needs to be in a proper pro academy. And now that you've got a job in Switzerland, let me make a phone call to see if they'll give him a look. Mm. All right. And so yeah. he made the phone call. Um, Videos yeah, we, we put together a highlight video of whatever we had, um, his time at Buckswood, him doing some ball drills alone, just people can kind of see his footwork and some nimbleness. We put together what we could, made it a CV. It's like applying for a job. Sure. But in the video, yeah? Huh? Uh, no, we have a paper CV oh, that we okay. put together. And but they, they want a highlight video as well. But they wanted a highlight video. So just... So 30 seconds break. So if you need a highlight video, <laughs> Meta Media, boom, you pay me later, too. <laughs> Sounds good. Nice work. Um... But yeah, so they saw those things, um, and then 
the talent acquisition manager reached out to me directly and was like, hey, we'd like to have a, an in-person look, and that's when the three-day trial came up. But, yeah, it's, it's a phone call. Like, nobody shows up at the front door. Yeah. Like, let me in. Because if that was the case, you'd have 10,000 parents saying, right. my kid's the best kid ever yeah, at the front door, yeah. right? And So what it, you're it, saying is network is gold. Network is important, man. You can't piss people off either. Like, you don't yeah. burn bridges. Um, and, again, I, it, I've never burned a bridge. I don't think so because I try to see everybody in a positive light. They're doing the best they can with what they've got. Sometimes it benefits my kids, and sometimes it, it doesn't. And then he's got his part as well, and I've got my part as a parent. And so yeah. it's all got to work, right? Um, but the network's important. It's important. So, you know, Rafa got him to England. Trevor was there, made the phone call to Basel. And he's no promises. Like, I, I can make a phone call. Yeah. I can't do anything else, right? And so he's made that phone call. Now, you know, he's at Basel, and we're off and running. And that – but – you know, and then now I'm in a position where I've done the same thing for some kids that are new to our school and they play pro club ball and, yeah. you know, wherever they're coming from. Yeah. I at least can send a message to the head of scouting. Be like, I've never seen this kid play. This is what they're telling me. Feel free to reach out. Right. But at least even that much. Yeah. Is, I get a look. Is, yeah. It might give the kid a chance. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know the kid yet, but you can have a look. You Check can do your out. part. You can yeah. do your job. <laughs> All I'm doing is presenting a possibility. Right, yeah. I mean, it, it could be gold. I don't know. Yeah. Or it could be dust. I, I, I really <laughs> don't know. But that's not my job to assess no, either. No. Yeah. It's like myself. One day, one of the guys that used to be with us, they were like, Chago, I'm a good player. I, I play a lot. I play a lot. And I never called the, the guys from Orlando City. But that, that day, I was like, I'm going to try to help. Right. So I'm going to do a call. And you need to show up. Show up there, you know. And I remember as was today, like the guy was like, please just tell the guys, don't post on the internet that he was there. Mm. The guys like it, the guy, but he was like, okay, we like it very, very good. Don't, on the next day, he was blowing on the Instagram with the post. He was like, we like it, but now he's out. Yeah. So this is, this is the thing. So it's, connection is very important, but you got to pay attention what they are saying because you can uh, ruin your future for little thing yep. and that was the case yep 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 no but the network is woof yeah key yeah. unbelievable i actually helped somebody out this morning i have a friend who's got somebody who's in a country in europe who mm -hmm. i actually have a connection like a second tier connection not yeah. a direct connection to and so everything connected and now they're doing whatever they're doing on that side of things so yeah Talk, talking about connection matt you call us last week i'm sorry we're gonna call you back is they scouting from orlando city so we have some players to, we looked to at, present yeah. him. Yeah. Ay, 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 ay. So where does that leave us? I think we are about to finish yeah. the, the, the show. Yes, that was that was a long one. Yeah. Very good uh, insights here for our players. I think your contribution was huge. Yeah. You are different. You know, I, I don't like to say, oh, you are amazing as well. for <laughs> the same reason, but yeah. you're different. You know, like, I hope you keep forward on, on yep. your dreams and everything that you were saying here is going to help the, our kids. Yep. You know, like well, our the, the one thing I do want to highlight, and I, I yeah. think this will help people in general that want to play at a, yeah. a level like his or hopefully higher than that in the future yeah. if you get the chance to, is one, intensity. So, like, you know, he comes yeah. out and everything is 110%. Not even anything less than that. You can see it. You know, sometimes you make mistakes. It's part of the thing. But, like, everything was boom fast. But you can see, like, the... Sort of when he's like the level difference yep. when you play with or you work with players that have higher level experience in one way. And then the second point is um, just repetition. 
over and over and over yeah, and like, over. You're going to have good days, you're going to have bad days. I remember the first day you came, you missed some shots, and you're like, all right, okay, I should have scored that one. But next day, came back in, much sharper. And it's just reps, It's reps, all about mentality. Yeah, I think that's the biggest thing. you prepare him very yeah. well. So A lot of it is him, man. A lot of it is him. I told Kyle this. Like, even the decision to go to England, that was his decision. Um, yeah. we didn't Chasing push the him. dream. I mean, who, which, I mean... Is there any parent out there that would be like, oh, you want to move an 18-hour flight away? Um, yeah, sure, go do that. Like, yeah. there are very few parents that will do that. No, but, no, no. no, we're here to support. Like, that's his decision, and that's all we can do is support. You chase your dreams. Now, my wife was sad for, for two years. She's happy he's back <laughs> home now. Yeah, but, but yeah, support, support, support. We might visit them, like, this year or next year. Why not? Should we eat Come some on. chocolates there? Yeah. Zurich. Mm. Are you live near Zurich? It's about an hour away. That's fine. <laughs> easy flight, easy trip. flight. Good trip. That's it. Let's do it. Any any final remarks? Maybe one from each of you. Like you know, some advice you want to give parents. Maybe advice to players. Um, I'd say the biggest two things. One, you can say right here. One, Look into their eyes. Yeah, one is to always stay positive and have a growth mindset when playing, because no matter how bad or how low you might be, it'll always come up to your mean of where you are. So you're always you're you're gonna come back no matter what. If you go down, you're gonna go up. Um, you just got to stay positive and keep working hard towards your goal. And football-wise, I'd say the biggest thing that would help grow and make you a better player is ball mastery. 10, 15 minutes, 20 minutes, two or three times a week helps so much develop your skill and your talent. This guy's the monster, my friend. Huh? Okay, vamos. <laughs> I don't know if I should go after that, but for, for the parents, for the parents. You created him. <laughs> for the parents, I guess the, the biggest thing is to enjoy your kids. Enjoy watching your kids play, right? They're only with you, with us for 18 years if we're lucky, and then they're off and doing their own thing. Um, it goes by fast. Enjoy it. Appreciate it. Love it. Support them. And just take it all in, like, and think about how they feel. So, yeah, just be as positive as you can be for those 18 years. That's it, guys. Be positive. Vamos. Thank you so much. Thank you so much. Once you. again, Maris, Mercedes-Benz, we're going to talk with them as well about the show. <laughs> High Soccer Prospects Academy Arena, uh, Hourglass, Blue Machine Glass Madden. Big tournament yeah. next week. Good tournament luck, guys. Good week. luck, good luck, good We're luck. Yeah, good luck. Wishing good luck. you guys the Thank best. Thank you so much. Let's do it! Boom!